What's going on, player? What up, boss? <laughs> <laughs> We're back with another edition of the Just Thinking Podcast. I'm Virgil Walker, and I'm 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 the wingman, man. I just I just try to keep it, you know, keep it low key, man. Just just enough fodder for you, for my man Daryl to get to, to get to rolling good, man. That's kind of how I do it. And I'm Daryl Harrison. What's up, everybody? What's going on, Verge? It's all good, man. Hey, listen, I gotta, I gotta put it up first thing, man. First things first. I know, man. I know. It, it looks like Oklahoma is gonna be facing off with the Georgia Bulldogs. That's man. right, man. Hey, man. You know what's crazy, man? Between me, you, and Dwayne, geographically, our local areas, man, we represent three of the four college football playoff spots. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Dwayne got Clemson. Yeah. I got Georgia. You got Oklahoma. Yep. You and Oklahoma and Georgia go head-to-head, man. Rose Bowl. Yep. 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 It's gonna be interesting, man. I, listen, I haven't. I, I've, I've. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty biased to my Sooners, but I was watching some, some Georgia football. Them boys ain't nothing to be played with down listen, there. Let me tell you something, man. Just like you were watching Georgia, I was watching Oklahoma. Right. And what you're gonna be looking at, man? I think this game between the two, mm-hmm. because listen, we've already seen Clemson, Alabama. What this will be like the third or fourth time they played right, each other. Right. Right. I mean, right. boring, man. I mean, come on. I really don't care who wins that. Right. But when you look at really, man, all 40 squads has got NFL prospects all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Oklahoma offense, which is speed against the Georgia defense, which is speed. That's a matchup that I'm looking forward to seeing, man. That's the game yeah. I want to see. Now, yeah, yeah. Just to let you know, bro, how much I respect you, how much I, you know, look up to <laughs> you and, and, and admire your zeal. Right, right. Your, uh, your Oklahoma Sooners, man. <laughs> before we went on the air, before you hit record, I went out, man, did some research because I'm like, what the heck is a Sooner? <laughs> I'm like, what right. the heck? <laughs> what the heck? And now, not only that, what's this boomer Sooner? You know, right, 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 right. So, man, why don't you? Uh, you know, I I know what I went ahead and researched, man. I'm 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 more educated on what the genesis of all that is. But why don't you educate the listeners, man, on what's going on behind OU and the right. whole Boomer Sooner thing? Boomer Sooner, man. A, a, a Sooner, man. When, when the when the state was becoming a state, they had a land rush. There was a specific time of day that the land rush was supposed to happen. And what what it, what ended up happening is everyone who wanted land in Oklahoma actually bum rushed the time frame and raced out to get plots of land before the time was scheduled that was actually supposed to take place. Mm-hmm. And so they they were no, they were known as Sooners. Those were the folks who were who were getting there early. That look, I, I I say you know most everybody those folks who who live in Texas and close by, you know, in Kansas and all that. A lot of them when they come to Oklahoma, I say they all, all they're doing is getting there as soon as they can. You know, as soon as they can, uh, they they're gotcha. recognizing it's the it's, it's the it's the land where you want to be. And so uh, uh, we kind of took a boomer and a sooner, and, and it was initially was considered kind of kind of a pejorative, man. Kind of like, man, these guys are, you know, they're not, they're uncouth, they're unkept, and they're not, they're not your, yeah. you know, they're not your, they're not your proper protocol type people. And so, yeah. 
the, 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 that's that's kind of Sooner Nation, and the football team picked it up. And uh, everywhere we go, we we holler that moniker, man, Boomer Sooner. So it's all good. I got you, man. Yeah, it's also seriously, man. Though I'm so looking forward to this game, man, because I, I think it's gonna be the matchup, man. I mean, I watched uh, uh, Oklahoma just, uh, man, just take apart. Who who'd you guys just beat in the uh, Big Twelve? TCU. Just yeah, took them apart, team. man. You guys outsized them. You out hustled them. That's one thing that was glaring mm-hmm. to me, man. How how much bigger OU was than TCU was on both sides yeah. of the ball. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, and, and uh, I, th- I think that I think that's the, that's the case a lot with with Big Twelve with, with Big Twelve action. Usually our our, our line front line front four uh, you know, offensive side are just stout, man. My concern is our defense. Uh, of course, they showed up. They showed up for the TCU game. It just depends on. If they'll shift, they could stop the run game. We'll be in a we'll be in a good spot. Well, that's that's right now. I don't. I don't. I I got to be honest with you, man. That's going to be a big if because UGA, they are six Mm -hmm. running backs deep. Okay, six running backs deep. So good luck. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Good luck, it's bro. it's gonna it's gonna be good, man. I, it's that's going to be. I I think of the two, of the two semi, you know, final games. I think I think there'll be a lot of folks really interested to, to watch uh, Oklahoma uh, and and Georgia matchup, man. It'll be that that'll be a lot of fun. That's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Well, congrats, man! Are you guys making the playoffs, man? Uh, Back at well you, man, because it, uh, it looks it looks like y'all were gonna be outside of it for a minute. And y'all came and put the put the whoop up on uh who was it yeah, Auburn? We had to handle our business. Yeah, it was Auburn, man. I mean, you know, that was uh that was an anomaly, man, when we lost to them. Uh and you know, you don't you don't just put up forty something points on this Georgia defense like that. So we knew that round two was gonna be different. And it was Absolutely. Uh, it wasn't even it wasn't even as close as that score, to be honest with you. I mean, UGA pretty much mm. dominated on both sides of the ball. So so looking forward to it, bro. Hope you guys stay That's healthy great. with practices and everything. Let's have a good Absolutely. Day. Absolutely, man. No doubt, no doubt. Man, we gotta have, we got to have, got a chance to have some fun this week, man. Doing some, doing some, uh, some podcasting with it, with with some, uh, with the special uh, folks down at what was it, Presbycast? Yeah, the 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 the, the peeps at Presbycast, man, the dopest, yeah. hippest, flyest pre- Presbyterians, man, you will ever want to meet, <laughs> Bruh, I mean, come on, man. man Who would think? I was shocked. Dude, can you imagine we actually now these are Presbyterians that we're talking about, folks. We got down with Parliament Funkadelic. Right. Knee deep with Chortles and Resby. Yep. What up, Chortles? What's up, Resby? Shout out to you guys. What's up, fam? No doubt. No doubt. If you guys are on Twitter, follow Presbycast. P-R-E-S-B-Y-C-A-S-T. Follow mm-hmm. Presbycast on Twitter. Some of the coolest Orthodox Presbyterian brothers you'll ever want to meet. So we appreciate them having us on the show. Uh, not sure when that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's already aired. So if you go to their Twitter page, you'll be able to uh, click on the link and link and uh, listen to that podcast with uh, Verge and myself. But shout out to those brothers. No doubt, man. Like, like, like you said, just kind of two of the coolest cats ever, man. And, and uh, man, they shocked me, man. They just really... You know what? What they knew, kind of old school. Uh, you know, not, I can't even say R and B. I mean, it was it was it's back in the day, Bruh, kind of funkadelic. That, that was and, funk, man. I mean, they, that they, was they, funk. <laughs> I can't believe Chortles hooked me up, man. I I told him during the podcast, say, "Yo, bro, you got to close this show out with some knee deep 
with Parliament Funkadelic. Oh yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he did, man. I'm like, wow. No, I mean, he was awesome. he, he, he was he was the crazy part, man. It wasn't just that he knew a couple of songs; he knew artists' names right. and kind of had some stories. Right. And right. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> I'm like, dude, y'all are Orthodox. Y'all not even PCA. You guys are OPC. I'm right. like. <laughs> That was like extra butter on a biscuit right, right. there. Man. <laughs> I was then, shocked, uh, man. Yeah, man. And then uh then I had the I had the privilege, man, of uh of uh being able to uh be a guest on uh uh Pastor Mike Abendroth's uh podcast, No Compromise Radio. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Talk about it, man. How'd that go? Yeah, man. So uh that went great, man. Matter of fact, I I believe Mike's gonna be uh publishing that podcast uh here sometime this week but uh mike's a mike's a great brother man my first time being able to talk with him mike's one of those masters uh seminary dudes man so you know he's good coming out of macarthur's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh but man we 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 just flow man it, it was as if we'd known each other for lo- a long time man. that was our first time uh meeting so uh if you again if you're out on twitter uh Go out and check out Mike Abendroth's page at NoCo, N-O-C-O Radio, at NoCo Radio. Uh, give uh, Pastor Mike some love. And uh, Mike, thanks again, man, for the opportunity to be on mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. So th- thanks for the plug, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Just doing, just putting in work, man, and uh, doing just some great stuff, getting around a lot of different places and spaces. And, Man, folks are, are are reading what you're writing or being impacted by it, man, are listening uh, to the podcast and following up, man. And it's just, man, it's just amazing what, what God is doing and the doors that are opening and the folks that are that are checking in, man. It's been a it's been a blessing. It's been a been a brief but fun ride, but we're already seeing just just kind of some of the some of the fruit of the work, man. So that's that's really, really a blessing, man. To God be the glory, no doubt. Amen, man. To God be the glory. Absolutely. 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 Absolutely, man. So I, I, I got the I got the article that we we, we kind of tee up this week, man. I had I had a few thoughts of, about it, man. I'm gonna let you tee this one up and then kind of kind of ideas and some things I'll throw in at you, man, as we as we kind of go along the way. But but I, I was curious, man, what what did you think when you saw this article, tee it up for, for our listeners and kind of let them know what your thoughts are, man. Yeah, man, we'll do verse. So for our listeners out there, I came across an article last week. The article itself was published on, let's see, November 30th. So this is pretty much still fresh news. Uh, it's a Sports Illustrated article. Uh, the headline reads, Colin Kaepernick is recipient of the 2017 Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. Uh, so that article, uh, kind of tweaked my, uh, 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 interest when I saw that, uh, headline, not so much for the fact that Kaepernick received the award. That's not necessarily newsworthy, worthy for me, given, um, what Kaepernick, uh, either begrudgingly or not has come to represent within the social justice, uh, milieu that we find ourselves in today. So it's not that he necessarily won the award. Uh, but there was something within the article itself that really uh, I was taken aback uh, to read that that caused me to sort of give it a, a sort of biblical uh, context. So I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. But just just to start, man, social justice uh, advocates have had a pretty good week. 
uh, over the past mm. week. And I say that because, you know, mm-hmm. Kaepernick wins the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. And then not long after that, just uh, it might have been even earlier today, uh, Kaepernick was honored by the ACLU with an advocacy wow. award. And wow. uh, he was on hand to uh, accept that award. And then just the other day, uh, the NFL agreed to contribute up to $100 million to social justice causes. Uh, so wow. all those three, sort of the convergence, the sort of perfect storm, you will, of all three of those things, that's why I say social justice advocates had a pretty darn good week uh, last week. Mm. So hey, hats, hats off to them. I mean, I don't, I don't know how this uh, moves their agenda along, but, uh, you know, again, uh, I, I think uh, those three things together uh, – give those folks something to be uh be proud of though i do not side with them uh on anything that i can think of uh right now but i want to get back man to this Kaepernick <laughs> piece with this sports illustrated piece man and here's yeah. what here's what uh here's what got me uh on this piece matter of fact the article let me just mention the byline so the article is by michael rosenberg mm-hmm. and uh, again the article is dated november 30th and, and it basically goes on rosenberg writes about uh the uh, 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 I guess basically why Kaepernick this award mm-hmm. why Kaepernick warranted this award being presented uh, to him and I don't have any qualms about that like I said earlier given what Kaepernick has come to represent uh, I'm not surprised that he was named uh, uh, the winner of this award at all mm-hmm. but towards the end of the article here's what really uh, really got me uh, where uh, 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 the uh, the writer says this uh, that uh, uh, hold on a second. He let me scroll down here here towards the end. Yeah. So the last paragraph of the article reads this way. It says, "Someday America may well be a better place because of Colin Kaepernick." This is hard to see now. History is not meant to be analyzed in real time, but we are having conversations we need to have. And this should eventually lead to changes we need to make. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's not the entirety of that last paragraph, but that's what caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And the reason it caught my attention be, is because, you know, when we, we read in Ecclesiastes, right, verse that there's nothing new under the sun. Right, right. And there are many questions that came to my mind when I read uh, that, that couple of sentences there. Number one uh, is that it's something very disheartening, and it is that we we continue as a as a as a humanity, as human beings, we continue to seek salvation outside mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. We continue to look for someone else to crucify, and what I mean, I don't mean literally, but to crucify that is to sacrifice something on our behalf towards that salvation, a temporal salvation that we naively continue to look for. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. 50 some odd years ago, it was Martin Luther King. Right. Uh, and now you're hearing Kaepernick and King, their names mentioned almost interchangeably. Now it's like, it's as if Kaepernick is the new Martin Luther King. Right. <laughs> so, right. But, you know, it's, it's really disheartening and sad to see us 
as a human race, continue to seek salvation outside of the redemption that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that really uh, struck a chord within me as I was reading this article. Um, I mean, you got any thoughts on this, man? And uh, I, I, I do, I do. I kind of, when you, when you sent this to me, man, it was kind of, you know, I, I looked at it and and I thought, okay, here here we are back again with trying to elevate, um, you know, the Colin Kaepernick in, in the eyes of the public and uh, in the minds of, of social justice warriors uh, and the like. And I I, I kind of read through the article, wasn't really wasn't really surprised uh, by any of it. I I then thought about I kind of I kind of went here. <clears throat> My thought was this: Molly Legacy Award. Right. Right. And 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 so I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my mind around okay, Ali, right? Now here's let me let me let me start by saying, man, I'm I'm a big I was a big I grew up uh you know, I, I grew up on the on the on the end of Ali's career, you know, toward toward the end uh, of his career. And so but 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 man, I, I I would go back and watch. My dad was a big Ali fan, and so he, you know, everybody was was you know, Ali and you know, this kind of thing. And so you know, I went back and watched, and, and I, I will say, man, just from a just from a, from a humanistic standpoint, I get where he was coming from. The era and time that he, you know, the, the late '60s, uh, early '70s was was just a just a time of of just complete transition. He he was he was saying things at the time of his career about issues of race, um, about who he was as a boxer uh, that you didn't hear, not in a public setting the average, you know, uh, individual, uh, black or otherwise say. And, and so I, I th- my next thought, man, was to go and to look into what did Ali achieve from a standpoint of civil rights? Right. Like, like a- apart from, apart from, you know, his bravado in the ring and who he was going to knock out and, and that kind of thing o- on issues and matters of race, I, I really wanted to kind of go back and, and kind of di- do a deep dive into what was what was he about and what what did he fight for what did he advocate for and and when you when you begin to do that man what you find is that he actually he actually championed segregation mm-hmm. uh he he actually championed uh races not mixing mm-hmm. um he he actually championed a lot of in fact if you begin to look at his views racially um they really mimicked uh, what what the Klan wanted, you know, for right. the most part, um, right. he 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 was a part of the the Nation of Ins- early on, a part of the Nation of Islam, uh, which which was a a segregation movement, self admitted, um, and and they they really didn't they they wanted they wanted kind of a reparations at the time, but they really wanted to separate themselves from the white race. In fact, there's a there's a there's a particular interview uh, that Ali had. Uh, where he was asked about issues of race, and and what he what he said was that by nature he says, and 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 I'm quoting here. He said, "quote I know whites and blacks cannot get along. Uh, this is nature." End quote. Ali replied uh, that that he was like that that, uh, and he said he even said, "Here's the crazy part. That's one of the reasons why he liked the segregationist Alabama governor George Wallace." He, mm-hmm. he he said he he said he liked George Wallace mm-hmm. because Wallace, like himself, was a segregationist. Yeah. And so w- when you man, when you think about 
a the people that we that that we that we put up in you know in the in the forefront to to say hey we've got we've got the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. We, we're doing some kind of revisionist history, you know. We, we're really kind of ignoring. Again, not that Ali wasn't a great fighter, man. I was a fan of Ali, man. I, I'm, you know, I, I was a fan of what he did in the ring. I even, I even loved his bravado. You know, it's it's kind of like my boy, uh, 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 uh Baker Mayfield. You know, it, there's yeah. there's a little bravado that that, that again at the, at times it crosses the line. You got to bring it back. So, so I, I, there's a part of me that kind of likes that, but but from a standpoint of what of what the man actually stood for. Um, he actually stood for kind of a segregationist thought process. And that's, again, no different from where Colin Kaepernick will, will eventually land with what he desires to do. But I, I do think that's interesting. That's kind of when, when I when I saw the article, man, that you sent, I kind of went to that level and thought, OK, these, these two are, are aligned in their in their thinking, the legacy, the the the, the civil rights legacy of. Muhammad Ali and the and the and and I don't even know that that I that I I don't even know that I would give uh, Kaepernick the the weight of of calling him a a civil rights leader. I don't know that he's done anything uh, to advance anyone's as anyone's rights. He's brought attention to himself and 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 all of what he's been involved in is a virtue signal. Um, but but I don't I don't know that anything has really. I mean, you could at least when you mentioned. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, Martin Luther King. At least you can you can look at what Martin Luther King did and point to civil rights legislation that that impacted you know all of us. And with, with this one, I there's I don't think there's anything to, to really point to. Again, the article tried to say, hey, we've got to we've got to wait for the future to to give us the definition of whether or not this was effective or uh, or right. But th- those are kind of some of my initial thoughts about this man. Yeah, but man, I mean, let's let's keep it real here, Verge. I mean, how 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 long? now have these same issues (laughs) been addressed okay right i mean let's just keep it real man these are not new issues right yet here we are putting new people on the podium and on these platforms to address issues that are the same exact issues that were addressed 50 70 90 years ago right and I guess the question I have is, well, many questions I have, but among those questions is, why hasn't anything changed? Yeah. Why hasn't yeah. anything changed? It, listen, if the, if, the, um, if the issue is equality, which I believe is a misnomer, and the reason I say that is because, again, as a Christian, I'm going to look at everything through the lens of what the Bible says. Right. The, the gospel doesn't say a word about this world, about Christ's desire for this world to be a world of equality. Mm. And when I say equality, I mean equality of outcome and equality of opportunity. Christ never mm. promised that. The gospel doesn't promise that. That this this whole equality uh, uh, visage, and then this even worse, this sort of. Uh, vision of egalitarianism that right. many social justice advocates are um, are promoting and propagating is a is a worldly invention mm-hmm. um, the gospel repeatedly points us to the next life not this one right to the next life right so 
But here we are, man, we're, we're, we're putting forth new individuals to address old problems. And the thing about it, I would agree with you hundred percent, brother, there's no way. And I don't remember Dr. King. I don't remember that. Uh, I was, I was, I was still a young boy mm-hmm. at the time, but I, I don't remember that growing up in the seventies or whatnot. But here's the point. Uh, the, the civil rights uh, advocates of that era had it a lot harder. They, they had so much more against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then does a Colin Kaepernick. Now here you have Kaepernick is a millionaire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, who, who lives in comfort, who has whatever he wants at his fingertips. Um, he uh, had the luxury and let's remind folks. He opted out of his contract with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm over rumors that he was going to be traded, which he may very well have been or not. I don't know. But Kaepernick opted out of his contract. Right. He wasn't fired. He wasn't cut. He wasn't suspended. Any of that. He volitionally chose to opt out of his contract with the 49ers. And to date, he has not been resigned. But how he becomes, uh, uh, equal with a Dr. King, though a younger version of Dr. King, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I think yeah. that, that boggles the mind because to your point, brother, what has Kaepernick done other than, okay, be awarded all these accolades, all these plaudits. He's being lauded everywhere he goes. And all he has to do is show up. Mm-hmm. King had his mm-hmm. house bombed. Right. Uh, KKK burning crosses on his front lawn, uh, attacks on his life. Ultimately, he was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaepernick hasn't, nor probably will, have to endure any of that because mm-hmm. he's got he's got the he's got the world at his feet right now. You know. Well- one of the one of the things I want to I want to point people back to, man, and, and this whole conversation reminds me about about the article that that you wrote uh, on JustThinking.me. It's it's uh, on uh, social justice protests and our misguided quest for unity. One of the things that you said that I thought was incredibly eye opening was when you talked about the fact that that at least at least the civil rights movement for all of its flaws. Uh, and foibles was 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 anchored in the argument, the biblical worldview, the biblical argumentation of the Imago Day. At least it was it was anchored in an idea uh, that 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 really said, you know what, regardless of race, um, we are all image bearers of God, created equal, deserving of distinct value, dignity, and worth. And as a result of that, I simply want to be treated. Uh, in in like manner, um, and and you know you had you had folks who would who were walking around uh, with the with the placards that said I I am a man, a man. you know all of, all of that aimed at at establishing a biblical standard for how we are to be treated, and when you look at when you look at today and 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 you know the whether it's Colin Kaepernick or even even the the worldview at the at the time. Of, of one Muhammad Ali, you know, he, he had a, he had a, a worldview that was, that was steeped 
basically in racism uh, with with the nation of Islam. In fact, he was he was he was quoted as as saying, man, in a, in an interview uh, in, in 1975. Uh, it basically was arguing. Uh, it says uh, Ali argued vehemently in a Playboy interview that interracial couples ought to be lynched. Okay, that those wow. those were the those were the comments. He said, "Quote: A black man should be killed if he's messing with a white woman." Wow. End quote. So so he, here he makes that statement, and you've got the product of a, of that kind of union. Receiving in a, I mean, the irony in all of this, the the backwardsness, the absurdity of a worldview devoid of the of the sovereign God of the universe begins to really uh, expose itself. Uh, but I, I I would just point people back to the article that you wrote uh, on social justice protests and our misguided quest for unity. That that when we we elevate um, th- this idea of of ethnocentric unity, um, mm-hmm. that, that rather than rather gospel-centered uh, proclamation and Christ-centered unity that we're all, uh, those of us who are in Christ are are, are, are one family, uh, and that's the family of God that we're missing yeah. the mark. And, and here, here's, man, you talk about missing the mark. Here's the thing, though, Verge. The entire social justice movement right now is based on the premise that humanity innately possesses the capability to fix ourselves. Mm-hmm. That is a fundamental flaw <laughs> in their logic. That is a mm-hmm. fundamental flaw because the question has to be asked, at what point did humanity go wrong? Mm. There's got to be a genesis, man. There's got to mm-hmm. be a point of origin whereby, because if, if the argument is, that society is unjust and society by definition is comprised of human beings. We're not talking about animals here. We're talking about human beings and human nature. So if the argument is that society somewhere went wrong, when did it go wrong and why? And a third question might even be how, but nobody's asking those questions. So it's, it's a, it's a, fundamental fallacy to think that a hundred million dollars from the NFL that uh, awarding Kaepernick or any other social justice advocate, some type of award uh, is going to be effectual in remedying the core problems that our society faces beyond the social justice agenda, Mm. beyond the, the, beyond what some people would view as police brutality, beyond what somebody might view as income or housing or educational inequities, uh, racial inequities, what, the, the, beyond the bullet points that uh, comp- compose the larger social justice agenda. The question must be asked, where did humanity go wrong? Mm-hmm. We must start there. Okay, and on that note, a couple quotes I want to read, man. I, I've been uh, reading John MacArthur's book uh, titled Think Biblically, mm-hmm. Recovering a Christian Worldview. MacArthur says this in the chapter uh, entitled Coming to Grips with Sin. He says, nothing we can do for ourselves. And right now, I've been arguing that the 
entire social justice premise is flawed because it's based on the assumption that human beings possess the innate capability to fix ourselves. Now listen to what Mm -hmm. MacArthur says. He says, nothing we can do for ourselves will free us from the bondage of sin. Adam's transgression had a catastrophic effect, not only on him and his environment, but also on his progeny. Now that's us, Mm -hmm. including Mm -hmm. you and me, including Mm -hmm. you and me. Mm -hmm. We cannot make sense of our moral plight until we come to grips with where it all began. And that is exactly my argument. Social justice advocates are, are treading water. They're wasting time unless and until they're willing to deal with the very question that MacArthur raised and raised and what I've been talking about here until they are willing to deal with the origin of all mm-hmm. these issues. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get anywhere. Listen, right. Jesus said in Mark seven, Mark chapter seven, Jesus said this, he said from within out of the heart of men, this is Mark seven, verse 21 through 23. Jesus said, from within, out of the heart of men, proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. Now, explain to me, Virgil. I'm going to... uh uh pretend I'm Denzel Washington's character in the movie Philadelphia. So explain to me, <laughs> ex- explain this to me like I'm a six-year-old as Denzel would say. <laughs> right. Uh, explain to me, how is a hundred million dollars going to change a person's heart? It's going to amplify what's in the heart, bro. It's going to amplify it. It's going to yeah. amplify it. Exactly right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. But, but, but don't we do this though, man? Don't we have a history of, of doing this? And when I say we, I'm speaking generally. Let me emphasize generally before, uh, you know, I have to put on my asbestos suit here. Generally speaking, (laughs) this whole social justice milieu uh, is being led by and uh, incorporates, for the most part, black Americans. Okay, for the most part, not exclusively, but for the most part. But why is it, Verge, that it seems anyway that it's always black people who need a leader. <laughs> why, why are we, why are we as black Americans always looking for somebody to take mm-hmm. us through another exit? And, and then we make the exodus analogy. Like, we're, mm-hmm. well, we're just trying to make it to the promised land. We're just trying to get across the Red Sea. We're just trying to cross over the Jordan, you know, mm-hmm. but, but it, mm-hmm. why is it always black people mm-hmm. who seem like we need a leader? Right. Take us somewhere. Now, now it's Kaepernick. Now Kaepernick's the leader, whether he wants that role or not. Right. He's, he's it. Uh, as we were talking earlier, back in the day, it was Martin Luther King. But now it's Kaepernick. But now mm-hmm. here we are, man. Black people again. We're looking for a, a, another Moses to, 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 to lead us to the promised land. But people forget. Moses didn't cross into the promised land. He didn't get to cross. He saw mm-hmm. it from a distance, but he himself mm-hmm. didn't get to go. So right. to, whatever, to whatever extent folks are trying to contrast Kaepernick as some kind of Moses uh, leading black people <laughs> to uh, this, this sort of 
social justice nirvana in this life, you might want to find another leader because Moses didn't make it over. But why is it always us, man? That's the question. Why is yeah. it always us? Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I, 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 unfortunately, man, I, th- I think you're right. I have a tendency to kind of do a throwback to, to just an earlier time. I, you know, I, and I'm assuming again, you had, you had, you had, you know, phenomenal people who were, who were leading the charge, but really, man, if you, if you would read uh, anybody that, that, that really takes the time to read, you go back and read, um, you know, any of the biographies about, uh, about King, uh, you know, and, and you, you hear about his, I have a dream speech. The reality was, man, uh, black folks were talking about marching on Washington way before, uh, King ever got, yeah, it, it really there were, there were political leaders who understood that, that blacks were angry, uh, that they wanted to see change take place, uh, and, and, and primarily in, you know, in, in this separate but equal system that they were suffering under, uh, with Jim Crow law still for the most part in place in busing and, and housing and, uh, you know, water fountains and the like. And, and they were going to, they were going to make their grievances heard in Washington. They were talking about March and had planned a March and were going to going to do whatever they were going to do with regard to March initially. Uh, and, and, and it was political leaders who saw it best to go tap King and put him in the front of what was already taking place in, in, in the hearts of people. But here's the thing. I, I still go back to to what you said, man, which earlier, which was was at the end of the day, man, this this was a charge that was taking place from the heart condition of end of, I mean, it really was, was a desire to, to see things different, uh, to, to see what, what they understood as, as, as the Imago day, uh, be, be lived out in the spaces and places where they were, uh, man, a hundred million dollars is not going to change your heart. Uh, a March on Washington still hadn't changed hearts. Still We're had. still dealing with the same, same We're issues. We're still dealing with the same things 53, 54 years after the March on Washington. We're still dealing with the same issues. You know, Absolutely. And, and, it, and, 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 and Go ahead. It's, it's just, again, I, I wish people would just see this clearly, brother. If, if, the, if, the, if the argument is that society is the problem, and if society is comprised of human beings, then Ipso facto, human beings are the problem. So the question must be asked again: Where did that problem originate? Where do we? Where? Where do we? Where did? Now, as a Christian, you know, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a believer in original sin. You know, we we it's sin is in our DNA. So it's not that uh, like a lot of people believe where a man is born good, like that old Earth, Wind, and Fire song. That's the way of the world, where the chorus goes. A child is born with a heart of gold, but the way of the world makes his heart grow cold. Oh, no. Biblically speaking, a child is born with a heart that's sinful. A matter of fact, a child is conceived with a heart that's sinful. So as a Christian, that's my answer to the question. It's not where humanity went wrong. Mm-hmm. Humanity has always been wrong. But for mm-hmm. the social justice argument to 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 have any uh uh, any any legs, any any validity here? If, if someone's asking or not, where did society go wrong? That's got to be the question. That's got to be the fundamental mm-hmm. starting point of any type of approach, strategy, tactics to resolve anything that social justice advocates might argue 
is wrong with the world today? Because if the answer is us, and yet you're saying the problem is us, mm-hmm. then us isn't the answer. <laughs> I don't mean to be grammatically incorrect there, but the answer is not us. Uh, just another quick quote, man, from a book uh, uh, by w- William Edgar. It's a book called Created and Creating. That's Created and Creating. The subtitle is A Biblical Theology of Culture. Edgar says real quick, he says, had the fall, that is the fall of Adam and Eve into sin in Genesis 3. He says, had the fall not occurred, nothing would threaten human dignity and no class barriers would exist. Mm. So even Edgar is saying that the problems that we're looking at in the culture today have their origins in the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. Mm -hmm. Money is not going to fix that. No, it's not. It's not. And the the reality is, I, I don't know what you, you go back to the original article that that we kind of talked through. OK, so Kaepernick receives an award. The the you know, the Muhammad Ali legacy award. Right. N- now what? Now what? Exactly. exactly. And, and, and what, what is what, what is what is that? Who who's. What's changed? Who, who's who's whose life is now resolved? I mean, what right? How, what is, how, did, how did your how did your life improve as a result of Kaepernick winning that award? Right. <laughs> hey, is your life better now, Verge? Not my my ain't nothing changed over here. You know that's that's bad changed, English. <laughs> ain't nothing changed. You know, and 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 again, just going back to the writer of the article. With all due respect, I'm not trying to be disparaging to the individual at all, but for him to say, someday America may well be a better place because of Colin Kaepernick. Really? No, it won't. I, People I said that yeah. about King. People yeah, that about that's King. great. That's good. And and, yep. and you know what? Why is it, man, that you know, because we we brought up his name several times. Why is it though? And I've asked this question of people uh, personally. Why is it when mm-hmm. we talk about these kind of uh, issues around social justice, racial equality, all other kind of inequalities or equalities, whatever term you want to use, why is it that people want to quote King rather than quoting what mm-hmm. Jesus said? People mm-hmm. want to quote, well, well, you know, King had this dream whereby, you know, everyone would be judged on the content of their character and not the color of their mm-hmm. skin. Well, the eternal God, who is Jesus Christ, but let's talk of Christ in the context of his human nature, predated mm-hmm. King by almost 2,000 years. And in John mm-hmm. 13, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, mm-hmm. as I have loved you. So, but why do we want to quote a speech from 1963, as opposed to the word of the Son of God, who predated that speech mm. by about 2000 years, who mm. tells us, who told us how to love one another, yeah. how to treat one another, yeah. who told us in obedience to his command, you wouldn't have to worry about whether or not someone is uh, looked at and valued and esteemed uh, based on their character versus the color of their skin. You wouldn't have to worry about that. Mm. But we want to quote King rather than Christ. You know, I'm I'm puzzled yeah. by that, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 King but Christ, right? No King but Christ. I see what you did there, man. That was good. Right. That was good. Yeah. 
Man, it's good. Listen, brother, man, always good to chop it up with you, man. And we always land right, right place, man, lifting up the cross of Christ, lifting up the name of Jesus, lifting up what he said about these issues. As we as we look at the world around us and folks are grappling for answers, you know, that the answers are already provided, man. He said, I am the way, the truth. Uh, and the life, and and uh, knowing that no one gets to the Father except by buying through Him, and so we we've got it. That's where that's where it starts uh, at, at the cross of Christ. Man, any last words as we wrap it up for tonight, man? Yeah, man. Just real quick, I just want to read from Ephesians chapter two and verses uh, one through eight here, and just remind us all of oh, what the root good. problem is, man. That's good. Uh, Paul writes in Ephesians two, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. That's the problem, folks. Mm-hmm. That's the problem right there. It's not uh, inequality of any type. Whatever issues you think are the problems in our society today is because we're dead in our trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh. This is, see, this is the problem with us today. It's, we're living in the lusts of our flesh, okay? It says, among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But here are the two most important words in all the Bible. But God. Mm. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So I want to just leave everyone with that, that that is the fundamental problem here, folks. And until we yield our hearts to the saving gospel, the transformative gospel of Jesus Christ, nothing is going to change regardless of the amount of money you throw at it. Amen. Amen. Brother, always, always good to chop it up with you, man, and and uh, keeping first things uh, first. I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Man, we'll be, we'll be back at it next week, man. All right, Boomer. We'll see you next week, man. <laughs> Take care. Have a good one, brother. All right. God bless, brother.